This is Brian Croft. Welcome to another edition of Trench Talk, the podcast of Practical Shepherding. And I'm joined once again with Jim Sebastio. We're going to get started here in just a moment, uh, but I want to be able to say Happy New Year to each of you as you're listening to this. This is the first episode of 2023. And uh, so we wanted to be able to tackle a topic that hopefully would be helpful to you as you are planning out the rest of your year. There's a lot of times January brings the just planning out the year and activities and schedules and sermon series and all kinds of things for a pastor. Before we go there, though, just want to encourage you to go to practicalshepherding.com and you can actually go to the contact page there and you can write us, you can submit or just request podcast episodes that you want us to tackle. We also are on social media and you can also reach us that way. We'd love to hear from you. We want to tackle the topics that you have that you would like us to that would be most helpful to you. So feel free to reach out to us. Or if there's a way we can be helpful to you, that contact page is the best way to do that. And you can always give a financial gift to help with the ministry at the donate page as well. And check out the sponsor pastor page. There's a new video there that talks about the ministry and how we're trying to have an impact if you haven't seen that yet. But Jim, we want to jump into uh, how to plan out the, the new year. A lot of pastors feel the pressure of not just planning out the new year. Here's what I found. There's a pressure to have to do it better than last year. Hmm. There's a pressure of, I've got to somehow um, hit home runs this year that I did not hit before. Whether they're thinking about it in their sermon, we've got to do better events or whatever it might be. But I, I find that a lot of pastors hit January. And of course, it's cold in a lot of places. It's dark in a lot of places. And so January can be just a tough month, month emotionally, spiritually, those kind of things. Uh, people who overspent for Christmas are getting their credit card bills you know, in <laughs> January. I've always yeah. realized that's a t- why it's a tough month for some people. Mm. So uh, we want to first just acknowledge that to you as you're maybe sitting here and thinking, I feel this pressure to have to plan out this whole year for the church and family and, and just my life. And I, I'm i pretty spent in doing this. In fact, we want to do a separate episode on, on how we deal with just feeling burnout and lethargic towards mm. the ministry. But as far as today, we want to just talk about some maybe practical ways to help a pastor think through, how do I plan for the new year? Even I think more, what is my attitude to be? What is my outlook and expectation to be as I plan the year? Are there any texts, Jim, in the Bible that highlight the fact that we may make plans, but, uh, but God is the one that ultimately determines what our plans are? Any thoughts on that? Well, sure, and I, and I think that you know we, while we're going to recognize again this tension between human responsibility and divine sovereignty, and so that in, in saying one, we're not denying the other. You find a passage like Proverbs sixteen and verse nine: "The heart of man plans his way, but it's the Lord that establishes his steps." And and then you you have. Uh, it's not wrong to plan your way. Uh, that's it. It's not you know, but it's also the recognition that I, I'm I'm not in charge, and I I don't know all that's going to happen. Jesus said, uh, you know, about you can't b- brag about tomorrow because you don't know what a day will bring forth. And James talks about the, and James is very strong about this. You know that let's go to this place. I'm going to go to this city. He kind of mocks this your kind planning, of doesn't he? Yeah. And, but and, but but the the. It's not the planning. It's the it's the attitude of I'm going to do yeah, this, right. and nothing's going to stop me. That's right. I know that's what we're encouraged sometimes. You're going to go to a seminar. They're going to tell you you got to take hold. You got to take the bull by the horns. You got to get out your planner. You got to make these decisions. 
And James says, look, that he says that kind of boasting actually says is evil. And, mm. and so you ought to say, if the Lord wills, and whether you verbally say that, you have to at least acknowledge it in all of your planning. Of course, Jesus taught us to pray, your, your kingdom come, your will be done. Jesus gave to the Father a prayer of what he wanted to happen, to have this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not what I will be, but what you will. And so there's the recognition of our own inability to control circumstances and situations. There's the recognition that things may come to us in the providence of God, i.e. sickness, division, sin, in, in some way that who in the world ever anticipated nationally something might happen. You know, how many guys did we know that were actually, you know, starting church plants in, in, in March of 2020? Our launch date is March 15th, 2020, and then all of a sudden, you know, Oops. there's this, yeah, yeah, I mean, how in the world do you plan for that? Yeah, how do right. you plan, and you're in a city that's suddenly in turmoil, how do you plan for financial crises that suddenly your giving is half what you thought it was going to be, or your primary giver dies or leaves the church, or... Uh, something may happen. So we're going to enter the one year on the one hand with a sense of hope and confidence that there's a God who knows us and loves us, who has given to us uh, a degree of wisdom uh, and responsibility, because we do have to make plans. If somebody says to you, what are you preaching on Sunday? I hope you don't regularly say, I have no idea. You know, I, God hasn't told me yet. Yeah, God hadn't told me yet. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, guys like Spurgeon had that view. I don't think it's necessarily a, 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 necessarily a great way to go about doing it. But when we're talking about in the, in, in the coming year, what is our responsibility and what are our duties? And that is so primarily for us as pastors, that's going to be to feed the flock. How are we going to feed the flock? And that's going to include what, what series am I going to preach? What books am I going to go through? Are there any topical issues that I recognize I need to deal with? Uh, either because we have ignorance of these things, we're like, you know, we've never done anything in the Old Testament, or the people don't. There's, there's a somebody wrote into us about biblical literacy. You know, maybe there's a biblical literacy problem. People yeah. don't understand the sweep of the scriptures. I'm gonna, I'm gonna deal with that this this year. Yeah, or yeah. we have a lot of marriages in crisis. I need to deal with that this year. Or and so there's, um, how, so how am I gonna feed the flock? <clears throat> how am I going to care for the flock? And in, in what way am I going to have meaningful visits? How am I going to better get to know my flock? Or perhaps how am I going to cultivate my own growth as a person this year? Maybe I've yeah. stagnated. Maybe my Bible reading and my prayer has been off. Maybe yeah. I, I have grown lazy in my reading and I've I did this this past year, Brian. Somebody asked me, what were your favorite books this year? And I really, you know, I listened to a ton of podcasts this year. I, I never, I got an iPhone. I didn't actually have an iPhone. Mm-hmm. And it made it a lot easier to listen to podcasts. And, yeah. and so suddenly, so the books that I used to either listen to or read, some of that time was now spent in that. And I think, okay, I don't know that I want to do that this year. Yeah, you, know, right. I, I, yeah. I, you know, so whatever it is, so the cultivation of my own soul, how am I going to take care of the flock? How am I going to feed the flock? And then you, you talk about events. So yeah. that, to me, Brian, those are some of the things that you you can and you ought to look at with a recognition that in some of these, I think you ought to do your best to stick to your guns. Some of that you're going to recognize that you are you're you're open to you're, you're under providence. So we'll pick we'll pick those uh, apart in a, in a couple minutes. But I I just want to stop a minute and let us let's kind of share personally in that. We were just talking off air how, as we were both looking at next year, mm. we're we're both feeling the weight of you know, in a lot of ways, whether I like it or not, the 
the year's planned out. And yeah. When you yep. start to think about some <clears throat> of the things that, so planning is good, and being able to plan ahead is good, but yeah, there's a, there's a there's a daunting task even to be in December and to realize you know, a lot of my life has already been been planned and trying to come to terms with that. I'm watch, I watched a trend, Jim, and continue to see it today, that when COVID happened, all the churches shut down. And all the regular events of the church that people knew and took for granted mm-hmm. disappeared for a time. Yeah. So then, as we as churches are emerging from COVID, what one of the things that I noticed is that a lot of times the churches, the people of the church, were all revved up. Of, Man, let's get going. We didn't do this stuff mm-hmm. last year. Let's you know we haven't done this in two years. Let's let's get into it. Let's right. go all in. And pastors. Where many of them were just flat out exhausted from the survival mode that many of pastors had to function in through COVID, and so they came to the end of COVID really exhausted. They many of them didn't take vacations through that, right? And and so that's a perspective I'm aware of. So it was interesting. This last year has been interesting as a lot of churches were wanting to rev up, and and we had pastors reaching out to us going, "Man, I'm like I'm exhausted. You know, I, I coming out of these two years." So I do want to acknowledge that there's there's challenges with a pastor who's pretty weary from the last few years, and yet their churches are, are wanting to to rev up and get back to the things yeah. that they they were doing. So I want to at least acknowledge that that there is a weariness in planning yeah. for for a lot of pastors because we are responsible to plan out kind of church calendar. Then we've got our own personal calendar that we're planning out, and then to your point. Hopefully, we also have a little bit of capacity and bandwidth to think about. Okay, how do I want to grow this next year? How, how do what things do I want to try to address in my own life so that I can uh, become more faithful in the areas of being a pastor or husband and father and those and mm-hmm. those kind of things? How do I commit to if I'm weary now? How do I commit to take care of my own soul in a way that I have not done previously? Or my past? body, or your body, and and all the things that that are in our heads in this moment as we sit here, uh, as, as people will be listening to this very first part of, of, of January, Lord willing, as we, rec- as we record this, the Lord wills. And uh, so how do we begin to start thinking about this? Let's, let's talk first just church calendar and church planning, Jim. Let's, um, how does a pastor, what pressure should he feel on what he needs to really be thoughtful and prayerful about in planning? And what are things that maybe he feels pressure about from the congregation, maybe, or even himself, that aren't as important? So I'll, I'll, I'll go first, kind of start this. The, yeah. um, your sermon series, I think, is a good idea to plan out ahead of time. Maybe not all year. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, if you have the freakish gifts of Spurgeon, great. We can have a conversation about you You deciding a few hours before you preach what you're going to preach. But I have yet to meet anybody who has the gifts that is least described in that is articulated by those who write about Spurgeon. Uh, I, I think it is good for us to plan to some degree out. So, how Jim, how would you plan out your sermons? Would you in January, by the way, was the time I would really I would usually try to plan the first six months of my year, knowing things potentially will change. So, I, I, I planning out a whole year of sermon stuff was pretty daunting, but I tried to at least think through. I'm not going to pre. I'm going to preach through this book, and I'm going to try to preach through this many sermons. And take some breaks here and there. How would you approach the year in thinking about preaching? Yeah, well, I mean, some of this may be a little bit different because we we 
maybe preach a little bit differently. I, I tend to preach a little bit more. I do longer series than 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 a lot of guys do. Yeah. So like when I did Ephesians, I did like I didn't do it in thirty messages. I did it in like one hundred and eighty or one hundred and ninety. Did so, you really? You did that yeah, in Ephesians? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like you and John Piper, huh? Like a decade <laughs> of Romans. Yeah, yeah there you, you go. know. Okay. So, but but so I'm preaching through Hebrews. I'm in Hebrews four. Uh, I, I would imagine I'm going to be, I'm certainly for the rest of this year, I'm going to be in Hebrew. Okay. So I, I, that's my general. But so given my, so I preach in the morning, Derek, my fellow pastor, usually my fellow full-time pastor generally preaches at, at night. A different series. He's preaching Mark. Yeah, okay. Uh, so we're preaching two different series, and that's a whole nother. That's an interesting, nothing you can get into sometimes, because sometimes elders share a book. You know, everybody preaches through, and so yep. they, so you have to be very specific. I I, I don't know in any given. I, I don't have it planned. Like I'm going to do this many in chapter five or this many in chapter six. I don't really know that till the week comes, okay. and, and I study the passage, and I think, okay, I, I know basically what passes, but the question is how much of that passage. But what I have to recognize and realize is that, and, and I've, I've done this this past year, is to say, okay, where are we at right now congregationally? Are there things in the providence of God that are coming at us? So over the past few years, I did a number of things on loving each other, how to think well of each other, how to consider each other more important than ourselves, what to do with divisive topics and divisive people and those kinds of things because it was needed. I've done some preaching this past year over the past few months on marriages because we have a number of troubled marriages. Yeah. And so it's like, you know what? I need to address, I need to acknowledge this. I need to let people know. And, and part of that is I need to let, if there are other people in difficult circumstances and situations who think they're all alone and think they need to be quiet, that listen, you're not the only one dealing with this. And, and so we're going to address this topic from the Word of God. So, so that that's something that came to us in Providence as we were responding to congregational issues. So I appreciate you saying that. So you, because so you build into the schedule margin to be able to address pastoral yeah. issues yeah. as they're coming. Right. Because yeah. I say, I don't have an end date. I mean, so as I, if we're dealing with a topic, if we're dealing with a subject, I said, look, guys, for the most part, this is the difference between week to week preaching, pastoral preaching, and, and guest preaching. So if I'm preaching somewhere else, like I, I got to, I have a topic. I want to finish that topic. I've got, I'm going to be preaching three times or four times. I was just out yeah. in SeaTac. I preached five times in, in, a, in a week span, basically. So I did five messages. I thought I had six. That actually kind of messed me up a little bit because I thought, why? Well, oh, now how am I going? Now what am I going to do? Yeah. So I had to try to work that out because one of the one of the services got canceled. So I had to, you know, try to work work through with that. But what I realized, look, if I'm preaching through Hebrews 11, and and if it winds up, and I think, okay, I look at it and I go, okay, da, 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 it's going to take me 15 messages or whatever to get through Hebrews 11. But if, I, if I'm preaching and all of a sudden that message expands and now, oh, now it's going to take 16, 17, 18. Well, I probably, hopefully I'm still going to be alive and the congregation is still going to be And alive. you leave room for that. Or if yeah. I need to, look, if there's a national crisis or there's a church crisis yeah. or somebody has died or a number of people are sick or abuse gets uncovered or something like that. And I were like, look, I, I got to, I'm going to take yep. a break. We're going to take a four or five week break. Yep. And Lord willing, again, you're going to be here. I'm going to be here. We can get back to that. We don't have to be so beholden to the schedule I came up with in January because, again, I plan my ways, but the Lord is now establishing yeah. our steps. Yeah, that's really good. I, I, a similar approach. I mean, I have, I would have, uh, I would usually have three months of text that would be planned out 
So if I'm preaching through Hebrews, then the the way I'm going to break those down over a three month period is pretty pretty straightforward, and I know what that is. But I always gave room to pivot, like you're talking about, based on pastoral needs or something happens in the world or things that that you need to be able to to tweak and pivot on that would be help pastorally helpful to the congregation. So I I think that's a good balance the way you worded. I mean, plan your steps by have be have a plan on how you're going to approach this. And especially if you're preaching through a book and you have other people you're wanting to schedule to do Bible study, you know, or, or preach on Sunday evening like you yeah. and those kind of things. But uh, but allow yourself a, a freedom. That's really the balance. Let's switch to like schedule like events, church events in the in, in how do you all, how would you approach, let me put it this way, based on what you do, how would you encourage a pastor to think through planning out the year's events at the church? Well, we probably don't do as many as some. And so, I, you know, when I when I think of events, I'm thinking of things like we've we've had a family conference in the past or a men's conference, a ladies' conference, and those are bigger things that take some planning. You're bringing yep. somebody in and uh, we, you need to schedule venues. And so some of the, if you're going to do that, you're going to you're going to invite somebody to come in you're going to need to think through when are we going to do this what are the dates who's going to come what are they going to talk about how many times are you going to meet where are you going to meet is it going to require meals and and if you're a fly by the seat of your pants kind of guy and you're going to have that conference in march and you think you're going to plan it in february you're Bad news. Un- un- yep. Unless you're in a really small church and the guest speaker is somebody in your church and, and you know it's going to be a potluck or something like that, you're going to probably need to plan through that and think through sometimes a year ahead of time or sometimes, sometimes two years ahead of time. When is this going to be? Where is it going to be? What do we want to cop? You know, what are we going to... So, you know, th- those kinds of things you're going to have to try to think through. Now, I tried to do that last year with, you know, with... and. and I gave some of that to some folks, and and it, and it turned out they had a hard time with it, and they it, it was just they had a hard time coming to unanimity with it, and all of a sudden, and so finally, you know, just some of us said, one of the elders said, look, we're going to decide this. All right, yeah, we're going okay. to go ahead. We're going to just we're just going to have to take this. So you may need to assign it, and 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 you know, if they can do it, you know, if, if for whatever reason they're not able to come to a a unanimity of mind with yeah. it, then that's that's fine. But who, who's going to plan it? Who's going to do it? When's it going to happen? So when I think of events, that's the kinds of things that come to to my mind. You know, uh, we, uh, we other thing, you know, we have a church picnic once a year. Um, you know, church fellowship. How many fellowship meals we do? Uh, half a dozen or so fellowship meals on a Sundays every other month or something like that. Um, well, after we've had the Lord's Supper or something like that, we will. We'll have a fellowship meal. You know, those need to be planned out. Who's going to be in charge of, yeah, of certain yeah. things? So that that kind of a thing requires some degree of planning. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I, I would add to that. I, I, my, here's my just practical suggestion, and I, I'm I'm a planner, so I, I think ahead, I like to think ahead in those ways. Um, but I think as a pastor in January, sitting down with your leaders and saying, okay, as far as the typical things that we do in a given year, right? <clears throat> what are the non-negotiables? What are the things that if we cancel this event, there will be a mutiny at the church? <laughs> now, what is that? Well, we've done VBS for 30 years in the right. summer. So, um, and everybody, is, you, we already know everybody's revved up to do that. So let's go ahead. And so I'm thinking like four, five, six events that are just non-negotiables. Mm-hmm. They're, they're embedded in the core of the church. Mm-hmm. And... 
uh, and you got so one, you got to know what those are, I believe. And right. Two, I think it's a good idea to plan them ahead of time when a twelve month time period. So they're on the calendar, and you can let people know here's what the, here are the dates of these. That way, everything else gets planned around those dates. And if it's too much, then it lets you know what you cut. So those non-negotiables are the things that that are already intact. So I would just when you're planning the church calendar, almost have those things that are in place, and then be flexible with everything else. We maybe don't get to do everything this year, even if people want to. People will be disappointed. I know a lot of pastors feel pressure to have to do everything they've always done. Mm-hmm. But then you have a pastor who's like, but no, I think we need to focus in some other areas. You know, I, I think we need to organize Saturday morning uh, where we're going to walk around the neighborhoods and knock on doors and try mm-hmm. to meet people. Mm-hmm. You know, I, mm-hmm. But if we're going to, if we're going to do that, then maybe we can't do this and this. Right. So I just want to encourage a pastor to, to create margin in January as he's planning out the schedule, not just for, like I said, for sermon series, but also for events in the church, like you said, I mean, if there's a tragic death in the church, yeah, you've got to then, in a matter of a few days, plan a funeral, probably plan a fellowship for the family yep. and whatnot. Like that's a big undertaking. Right. So, pastors, I, I speak out of Jim. I I was I was notorious. I'm I'm better at it now, but I was notorious for years and years. Drove my wife insane that I would not build in. Uh, just margin in my schedule. I would look at it in time slots and go, yeah, yeah, I could do that. Yeah, I could do that. And not figuring for things like, you know, traffic, not figuring for things like, <laughs> you know, a sick kid. Right. You know, <clears throat> you plan a tight schedule in the winter and you got little kids and you're not at all thinking about, hey, I wonder if there's going to be a sickness that pass, you pass around to all your, your right. all your kids and the, and the family and all that kind of stuff. Man, I was terrible for a long time and <laughs> and my wife was really was good at just recognizing yeah. that she ended up being right and many yeah. many times i have gotten better at trying to create the, the margin but i want to say that because i believe pastors feel a pressure to do a certain amount and i just want to encourage you to embrace your humanity embrace who your church is in this moment you may yeah. have a third of the people uh, uh, two-thirds of the people are there that were there three years ago before COVID hit right well, maybe you need to a tweak, you need to tweak your planning of your schedule in the church life around. All right, here's who we have. That's okay. Here, we don't have as right. much money We're now. Here's what we right. got now exactly to right. plan this stuff. Yeah, right. Maybe we don't do the family conference because yeah. there's just not the money to be able to do it this right. year. Yep. Let me shift this way, Jim. Let's talk personal. Let's talk a pastor's personal life, his family life. How should he think about areas he wants to grow? Ways to take care of himself. Yeah. Ways thinking about making sure if, if family is to be our number one priority ultimately as a pastor in January, I believe we've got to be thinking about how we're going to do that with our families. Yeah. I th- I, yeah. So I think you have to be, I have a sit down with your wife and maybe with your kids and depending on the age of your kids. Cause it could be, all right, uh, junior's got a, a tournaments this year and baseball or your daughter's got, you know, whatever it is that she's involved, maybe sports or music or you know, whatever they're going to be. There's going to be a school play and all right, I want to be able to, you know, I, I might need to plan some time. We're going to need, we're going to have to travel for this. There's going to be some travel ball, travel tournaments, uh, spring break, you know, whatever those kinds of things. So that's all different for us now because all our kids are, you know, all, all those things have changed. Now this year is my son's senior year. At, at Asbury, he's going to be, you know, so baseball, this is his last months of playing baseball. I've been doing this since he was three years old. 
Uh, so, I mean, we want to go to as many of those as possible. And, and when, you know, so trying to free up stuff around the postseason and trying to, so, you know, we have to think through those. We have a wedding this year. And another wedding, is, right. Yeah. A wedding. Yeah. My son's getting married, uh, Lord willing, in June. So that, that is, um, you know, are there family times that we need to get together? So we, we have a few things that we're trying to think through and trying to plan. So, uh, okay. So again, you have to look at it and then you gotta, you, you gotta work it out. Okay. Is this going to impinge on a Lord's day? Do I need to get a preacher? Am I going to be there? You know, th- those kinds of things. But I think you really have to get out your calendar for it, whether it's six months or for the whole year and try to work that out. You know, wh- you know wh- what's going to be your vacation? How much vacation do you have? How much time can you afford to be away? Uh, who's going to come in and do ministry for you if that's if that's required while yeah. you're gone? Uh, so those kinds of issues, yep. I think, need to be worked through. That's good. I, I want to lastly just touch on a minute just personal care of the past. Like, I- it's January, brothers... This is the time to think about and plan how you're going to take care of yourself this year. If you're weary right now and feeling lethargic and just exhausted from the last few years, there there is no there is no way to address it better than finding good healthy rhythms for you to care for yourself. Which is talk. Which so let me just throw some categories out there for you to think about. You know how much sleep are you getting at night? You know what's your pattern of going to bed and going getting good sleep. Mm -hmm. Things you're eating, are you exercising? Are you taking your day off and honoring that? For not just for your family, but pockets of time to to really rest and let go from what's going on in the ministry. So I think Jim January is a good time for a pastor. It would defeat the purpose. This is ironic. It would defeat the purpose to spend January planning out your whole year at church, planning out your sermon series, events, planning out your family vacations and the family events. And then to sit down and not know how to be at your best to be able to do all those things. Right. And the only way to do that is that you actually take time to care for yourself. So I, I, I just want to encourage planning those things out now. Build into your schedule. You know, once a month, take a day. You mm-hmm. know, take a day of retreat just for yourself. Mm-hmm. Build it into your build it into your pastoral work. Um, I I don't churches should. Uh, should want their pastors to take that time. I'd fight for it, even if they're not going to be for it. Uh, have you know to have a, have a weekend away every you know once you know every six months or whatever, where it's just for you or maybe for you and your wife. To mm-hmm. rhythms of rest, Jim. I there's no shortcut. I believe in being able to thrive as a pastor in the busyness of our lives that we're talking about planning than being able to think about that. Would you agree? Uh, I would agree. I mean, you, you, you take heed to yourself, right? Take heed to yourself, take heed to your doctrine. And I, I would include in that, Brian, the spiritual care for yourself. And that may That's include, right. like, if you, again, if you've realized, you know what, I, I, there, are, there are books that would be good, not just for my you know, pastoral training, but good for my mind, good for my soul, devotional things. How, are you spending time in the Word? Are you getting time to pray? Are, are, are you feeding? Are you listening to, to teaching, preaching? Are, are you feeding regularly on, on uh, you know, that there's not, not just a new controversial thing, or, you know, whatever, but I mean something that really is going to be good for you. Mm. And if you haven't done that, say, okay, look, and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to take one book, one smaller book a month, and I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, read that and feed on that. Yep. Uh, for the sake of my own soul. You That's can't good. keep giving out, giving out, giving out without pouring in. It's good. I'm going to pray for everybody in a moment. Before I do that, just since we're at the first of the year, I want to remind everybody that uh, 
Pastors, we're here for you. So if we can help you this year in some way, uh, if we can care for you in some way, we'd like to try. We'd like to be able to have an opportunity to help. So the contact page on the website is the best way to do it. You can also reach Jim or myself through Twitter, uh, uh, Facebook, social media stuff. You can write us directly in some of those venues, but uh, the contact page is the way for our staff to be able to see what's coming in, what the request is, and then they're able to send it within our ministry um, maybe the most appropriate place to find help for you. So we just want to encourage you to do that. And I'd like to take a moment, Jim, just pray for everybody. Yep. So let me pray. Lord, uh, I thank you for the pastors particularly listening to this. And it could feel daunting just sitting in this moment, try, having survived the holidays, maybe feeling weary from it, uh, overwhelmed by what is potentially in front of us this next year. But Lord, we know we don't make any plans apart from unless you will them to take place. So we pray, Lord, all of our plans we'd hold loosely, trusting that your good and perfect will will be accomplished. But Lord, we also pray, give us wisdom to know how to plan that we steward our lives and our ministries well to build your kingdom and to serve you well. So Lord, we all desire that and pray you would teach each one of us to know how to do that. Give us wise counselors in our lives to help us to maybe know how to do that and ultimately Help us to care for ourselves in a way that will fill us up and help us to be able to thrive in what you call us to. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.